Hi there, and welcome to the Amy Conkle Audio Hour. On today's episode, I am bringing you an interview. I am talking with Angie DeMattis. She is a Reiki master teacher, and if you're not familiar with that, it is kind of like a massage therapist, but she works with energy. So we talk a lot about it. I really wanted to bring this episode to you uh, if you are someone like me who was raised with maybe a biblical worldview or raised in the church. This is something that you really didn't open your mind to. And since my awakening, I have definitely enjoyed myself some Reiki sessions. So I hope that you learn a lot in this episode. And uh, at the end, we share where you can find Angie online and in person here in Canton, Ohio. So thank you so much. Let's go to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I wanted to have you on, Angie, because when I first went through my awakening, I learned that we are made of energy, and I heard about this thing called Reiki, and I am definitely more left-brained, analytical kind of thinker. Um, I even had a medium tell me one time that it was very, like, laced up, laced kind of tight, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm taking that with a grain of salt. And, um, and I, I tried Reiki, uh, probably about a year ago and the woman definitely identified more with that, like left brain side. I think she, she wasn't as spiritual, um, as I've come to know you as. And so I, I did two sessions with her last year and then one session with you probably a month ago. Mm-hmm. And very different. So I wanted to have you come and talk about Reiki. And why don't you maybe start and tell people what is it um, and how you got into it? Absolutely. First of all, thank you for having me here. Um, Reiki is actually a Japanese healing technique created by Dr. Yusui. Um, It translates to universal life force energy. And Basically what Reiki is, is the practitioner can facilitate healing flow to a client and we are tapped into the universal energy that's around and it kind of comes down through our crown chakra and out through our hands. So the actual energy being used in a session is not the practitioner's energy, it's universal. Um, And it's just a beautiful spiritual healing um, guest simply just lays on a massage table and I encourage them to relax, hold some crystals. And what it will do is Reiki will heal the physical body, the emotional body, and the spiritual body. It is raw, pure, and organic. It is not forced. It's just the energy flows from the practitioner into the client. And that client's going to take that energy without even knowing it. And their body or higher self is going to take it wherever it needs healing for that day. So if they do have an ache or pain in their physical body, it could actually help to alleviate that pain. If there's an emotional issue that's been bothering the guest um, that's causing that physical pain, it could break up that energy and allow the energy to release. Um, And it can go one step higher and help heal spiritual 
issues as well. And it kind of works with your chakra energy zones to bring balance mm -hmm. to the body. And it will just really pull those three bodies, mind, body, and spirit together so the client can heal whatever aspect that they need healing that day. Mm -hmm. And I think about the same time I learned about the energy centers of the body, or mm -hmm. you call them chakras. Yes. I call them both. I think one of them is maybe more, again, like left brain and right brain. Like <laughs> one is just a little bit more free-flowing, but they are the same thing. Can you maybe just go through the different chakras, like, on Absolutely. the human body, so people, like, if we refer to them? Because I do have a story about one. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, there are seven main energy zones in the body, and we start off with chakra number one, which is your root zone. So that um, connects you to the earth, basically. It's where you feel grounded, where you feel secure in yourself. Um, it can even mean your financial security, your stability. It's kind of your root, where your roots are planted and where they grow. Your second chakra is your sacral. So that is the chakra that's down here um, between um, your root chakra and your belly button in that area. So it's kind of your um, your is it the sexual organs. organ yes. ones? Okay. Yes. Creative Just energy. Create. I've exactly. Heard that. Yes. Good job. It's exactly <laughs> that. That is where your creative energy zone is. Your passion, your fire, your creativity. Magnetism. Yes. That's like a good. Okay. <laughs> and then your solar plexus is located above that one. And that is, and each one has a color too, by the way. So your root is red. Your sacral is going to be orange. Your solar plexus or your third chakra is going to be yellow. And that is your core. That is your core, your intention, your will um, zone. And it's, yeah, basically I just explain that as your core, your center, your center. And then your, um, your confidence too. It's kind of where that will correlate with. And then you have your heart chakra, which obviously is your heart. That's chakra number four. You have your throat chakra number five. Um, oh, I'm skipping the colors. Uh, your heart is green. Okay. And then your throat is blue, and then you have your third eye, which is indigo. Um, so this up here is going to be your um, your intuition. Uh, intuition. Yeah. Yes. That's the yoga. Like whenever we would do yoga, we would have hands at heart center, and then we would have them go to our yep. like third eye. and. Absolutely. Okay. Totally your intuition. And then you have your crown located at the top, and that is your um, kind of, I always say it's your connecting, it's your wisdom, it's your connection from your earth to your spiritual self. Okay. Well, in my story, I heard recently, it's funny, like my dad and like I've had lower back pain before, and we're both bad with money, and I was listening to a podcast, and he was actually like saying that's your root chakra. Like you need to mm -hmm. heal that energy. And, uh, and it also correlated to the physical low back pain. And I mean, so it's really where all that can like come together and mm -hmm. you can see by healing that energy in that area. Um, or like when you're doing um, a treatment, is it exactly. called a treatment? A treatment or okay. a session. Or a session. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you can focus on that area or... Yep, absolutely. Okay. And again, it's you're connecting your mind, your body, and your spirit together. So when you think about that, our physical bodies are where the disease will be formed and you get those aches and pains when you're holding on to those emotional or those spiritual issues that you need to heal. So it all works together mm -hmm. beautifully. 
Well, and I feel like I talk to a lot of people, even I'll tell my kids, like, I know you, like my daughter has kind of this cold in, in her chest right now. And I always kind of think back to, well, what is going on right now in her life? Mm-hmm. Is she having trouble speaking up for herself? Or, um, so I definitely, like, I think about life very differently now that I know about, like, the energy centers in my body. And so that's what, you know, brought me to you. Mm-hmm. Um, what inspired you to learn um, RMT, are the initials after your name? That is Reiki Master Teacher. Okay. So there's different levels or degrees of Reiki. Your first one is your level one, and anyone is can receive this energy, the attunement, to be able to work with this energy. You don't have to have any special gifts or talents or anything. It's just there for everyone to tap into. So level one just awakens you. You get an attunement so you can work with the energy. You can use the energy to heal yourself, or you can use the energy to facilitate the healing in others. Um, so that's all that that means. Level one just means that that energy is going to come through you You're, to a client. You're like exactly taking the first step to be open to exactly being used kind of mm-hmm. as this facilitator. Yes. Okay. And I always tell people don't ever let like the levels prevent you from seeing a practitioner because this is all energy. So a level 1 practitioner can be just as magical as a Reiki master teacher. Um, so don't ever let the levels deter you from visiting someone if you feel connected to that person. Um, level two is a little bit deeper and that is you can send energy long distance. You can send it remotely. So I am able to tap into energy from, you know, sitting here in this room, I can tap into across the country. I can send the energy anywhere. Anywhere I can okay. send, yes. I don't know if you would like do a session over Skype or nope. if you just mean... It's just me tapping into that energy field. And I can send the healing energy to that guest without having the guest present. So that's level two. You're able to send it remotely or to the a distance. Distance healing is usually what people refer to <laughs> level two as. Um, and then level three is Reiki master, Reiki master teacher. And some schools will divide those up into two things. I was trained where it was my Reiki master teacher level all in one. And that simply just means that we can attune others. So I can give the attunement to anyone, um, any student of mine to be able to work with the Reiki energy. So that's what it means. It doesn't mean that we've mastered anything. We're just able to attune people. Um, So that's where I'm like, don't let the titles fool you. Mm -hmm. You may have a lovely experience with a level one practitioner. Mm-hmm. So um, that's very important to know. It's all energy, and it's all based on intention of healing. Um, and it comes from that, the heart. Um, so again, it's kind of like ego and soul. We work from our soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, healing should always come from that person's soul. It's not. I would tell people I have nothing to do with the healing. I'm simply facilitating the flow. And once it's out of me, I'm not forcing it. It's organic and raw and pure. And it's just going to go through the session wherever it needs to go that day. Mm-hmm. No control over it. I just give the flow to the client. Yeah. And I think after our session, you had to write things down really quick because you had said, like, I may not remember all these things later because it's I am really just like this conduit that is 
is channeling the energy yes like through you that's exactly what it it's not coming through my brain it's just coming through my my field into yours so mm-hmm. yes and I always that's one of the most important things about the session is afterwards I'll leave the room and I'll just jot down as much as I can remember of any sign symbol message that I do get because that's what I'm able to leave the client with that's the information they need to actually facilitate their mm-hmm. own healing then so they get homework to work on yeah well and I think that's important because the first you know the other woman that I had gone to you really just kind of held her hands over each of my chakras and and I think told me you know this one was like really warm and um and I actually after I did that session I came back and when I tuck my kids in at night I give them kind of like a little Reiki healing Mm -hmm. and they can feel when when it heats up and I I almost get a little bit nervous I just like go to the next one and like (laughs) you know um but I feel like that's one thing like my upbringing was in in Catholic and Christian and then you know this is the way now that I you know quote unquote pray over my kids at night instead of um my husband who is still very much in that same belief system will you know, say the prayers out loud with them or whatever. So mm-hmm. it, again, just a very, um, so anyway, but that, that woman, she would just kind of go over it and just say like, this was kind of warm. Like she, yeah. she didn't necessarily go any step beyond that into more of a spiritual connection. And yes. so I felt like you did that for me. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Um, you're still going to receive all of the healing benefits. Um, and I always tell people when they come to see me that Reiki will feel different each time you receive it. Um, cause again, it's healing and it's whatever you need that day. And every practitioner is going to feel a little different. Cause again, we're bringing our own energy to the table. Um, I work very intuitively. It's easy for me to connect to the client's higher self, the client's spirit guides, you know, I'm connecting above to, you know, the universal energy, um, whatever we want to call it. And I can easily receive messages back and forth. So everyone will be a little different with the way that they do it, but it's Reiki's all the same. It's just simple hand placements over the body. Again, I work very, very intuitively. So I just listen to the guides. I work on an area as long as I'm being told or guided to work on that area. And um, it's just uh, working around the body. So you start at the crown chakra, the head, the neck, the shoulders. I work down the arm. I'll move to the heart, um, to the belly area, hips, thighs, legs, feet. And I just work my way around and it's really organic. So sometimes I'm, I'm touching the client. Sometimes my hands are above. Um, again, I can send energy remotely, so my hands don't necessarily have to be touching. I just mm-hmm. do whatever I'm told. Sometimes I'll, you know, pull energy or I'll allow the energy to flow using hand motions and stuff. It's very pure, raw, and organic, which is why mm-hmm. I love it so much. I just, every session's completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very beautiful and raw, I guess yeah. is how um, it's best described. Um, I know we kind of talked about the like sort of what belief system you came from because I wasn't introduced to this until just recently when I had my own awakening um what like do you hold the same beliefs that you've held your whole life or 
how early were you introduced to Reiki? To Reiki. Um, well, I didn't start practicing Reiki until 2007. And then I had my second level attunement um, the spring of 2008. And then my, my final attunement, Reiki Master Teacher, I received in 2010. Um, so it was a long process for me. I was raised Catholic, so I was brought up in the Catholic Church. I attended Catholic grade school. I went to Catholic high school. That was kind of the, the religion, the practice that I knew. Um, I sometimes would question parts of the religion, but I did find comfort in tradition, and I just kind of went along with it. Um, as I got a little bit older, I kind of separated from the, the church um, a little bit and just kind of kind of found my spiritual way, I guess you could say. Um, and I did that a couple different ways through um, holistic work. I worked at an Aveda salon at a young age when I was 18, and um, we learned all about holistic well-being back then. This wow. is the early 90s. That's impressive. Where it wasn't anything like what it is now. It was not mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of learned a little bit about Ayurvedic healing and the power of touch and the power of plants and flowers and how plants and flowers play a role in our healing. And it was like, I was very lucky to have that experience at a young age. Um, I ended up managing that salon and I took a lot of education through that. So that was like a, an opening too, that I kind of understood there was more than just, you know, religion mm -hmm. um, as far as healing goes. So I was introduced to that aspect at a very young age too, if you will. And um, I, had an aunt who was a mystic. So I was kind of really lucky in a sense where all of this stuff that was kind of weird and kooky to other people was kind of normal to me. Um, I had someone I could always have conversations about and talk to about this stuff because mind you, you know, until probably about five years ago, a lot of people had no idea what Reiki was. Right. <laughs> you know, I still get people that are like, what? But it's way more common now. Um, so I had someone that was kind of like my guru. She was my go-to person. Um, we talked about all things spiritual from a very young age. I had that. So I was kind of lucky in that aspect. And she actually turned to be my Reiki master teacher. So I had, um, the normal process of our schooling together. And, um, I also, I just had more one-on-one -on -one time with her. So I was able to really learn a lot about energy um and it, this was not just like a couple weekends away this was over a long course of my life so that's kind of my upbringing and what brought me to where i where i am um again i'm very intuitive i mm -hmm. always try to listen to my gut i always try to do things that um, make sense to me even if they don't make sense to other people so my whole entire course of my career i just kind of allowed my intuition to kind of guide me and I knew when it was time for me to leave my normal job, per se, and step into the spiritual aspect of mm -hmm. what it is that I wanted to be doing with my life. And that was my, my Reiki. So I was attuned originally in 2007, and I didn't really work with um, this energy as a job, if you will, until about six years ago. Okay. Well, and did your um, aunt see that intuitive nature in you 
Absolutely. Because I'm yes. starting to feel like I can identify it in like my children or mm-hmm. okay. She because did. I feel like that's an important thing is to have an adult or someone that you uh, respect mm-hmm. say it's okay to follow your heart. It's okay to feel this thing that you're feeling about that person or I mean it, it can look like a lot of different things but Absolutely. having someone not just to talk to about things but to maybe recognize like you have a gift exactly. and you can use this for the betterment of the world or exactly. you can just live under just a rock it. <laughs> yes it. yes I had that and I trusted her so it was really nice she always told me I was a healer um at a very young age I didn't really know what that meant for me just then but I was open to it um so when I finally figured out what it meant to me or what my passion and what I was being drawn to it just opened up a Mm -hmm. whole beautiful uh, experience you know Mm -hmm. leading to several awakenings that um, were pretty amazing in my life so I was very fortunate yes yeah um one of the things I mean besides just bringing this knowledge of Reiki to people that may have had kind of a similar background to me um the other thing I really like sharing is just the awakening process so do you feel comfortable sharing something maybe in your life that has been an awakening that maybe you've shift had a shift in perspective because of it absolutely I would say my major I've had several little mini awakenings kind of throughout my life that's something I think we just continuously will go through um, as we learn and grow and heal ourselves Um, my life has had a lot of events that kind of brought me closer to my spirituality and um I had a daughter at a young age I was a teenage mom I had a daughter I was 18 years old and my experience in that realm taught me a lot about my spirituality um and so that was kind of like in my 20s I kind of really started opening up to that a little bit and of course when I went through the Reiki attunement level one, that was a major, major healing experience that really allowed me to tap into my spirituality and kind of really understand things. Um, And that was when I was able to really meditate for the first time too. I had tried meditation my whole entire life and I'm like, I can't do this. You know, I read all these books and I'm listening to these tapes and um, it was like, that's where I learned that um, I don't resonate with guided meditation oh right you yes know? I always tell people one. try a couple different things find your own way to mm-hmm. meditate it doesn't have to be an hour long and lotus position oming it doesn't have to be someone guiding you to a beach and hearing <laughs> waves and quiet your mind you know it doesn't have to be any of that it could just be simple prayer simple conversation it could be yeah. getting out in nature and just walking along um, amongst the trees and receiving messages and just feeling the energy around you. Um, It's different for different people. Um, So that was a great awakening on my level one in 2007 just because I was able to tap more into myself Mm -hmm. and what I needed to do to heal myself and to connect to my higher self. Mm -hmm. Um, Another major event in my life that really brought a huge awakening that I have so much gratitude for was something tragic that happened in my life I'm in 2010, um, my daughter's father committed suicide. And that was 
like, wow, you know, I had to heal. I had to make a decision how I was going to heal and how I was gonna learn from this experience. And this experience wasn't going to stop me in my tracks. It was really gonna help me be the best mom that I could possibly be um, to both of my, my daughters. And uh, that process was a time where I really connected to spirit. Um, I actually went through like a grieving thing with it where I understood the grieving process being connected with other people who had lost loved ones to suicide. It was the most beautiful year after that because I understood people a lot more mm -hmm. how everybody is different. Everyone's going to process their feelings and their information and their grief in a different way. And that helped me so much for what I'm doing now mm -hmm. because I know everybody is on their own individual path and journey and what works for one person is not going to work for another and it's all okay. It's all okay. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no right and there's no wrong when it comes to healing ourselves. You will always know what's best for you. So that was a huge awakening for me, um, not only just connecting me to spirit and my higher self and really understanding energy and how that all works, it was just... I really understood people a lot more after that experience. Mm -hmm. um, came way more compassionate, and um, I'm an empath. I've had uh, empath. It's just I really understood people way more through that whole experience. Mm -hmm. An empath is like you feel things that other people feel. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Um, and empaths can get this feelings in different ways I feel it in my physical body so if I'm in a, a large area with a large group of people I can feel people's aches and pains I can also feel their emotional um, aches and pains mm -hmm. <laughs> their emotional feelings uh, so that's how I can I sense other people's energy and that makes it really interesting and fun because when I'm working with people I can help people that have no idea that they are an empath that they are and that they're holding on a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings that aren't even their own. Right. Half of my life I was holding on to energy that wasn't even mine. Mm -hmm. And it took me a really long time to understand what, how that was happening and how I was able to release the energy and protect and ground myself so I didn't pick up that mm -hmm. energy. So um, yeah, that was definitely a learning. That's interesting because my youngest daughter um, she went through a, a period where she couldn't watch people on TV in pain. And, you know, it's one of those things where at first I was like, stop being so dramatic. And then when I learned about empaths and, I mean, and I feel like people that don't know that this even exists, mm -hmm. like you don't, you it's not an option for you. But then when I learned about it and then I, I mean, it's not like I told my daughter that you might feel pain from other people or anything like that. Like <laughs> she just would like physically hold her chest if someone got like stabbed in the mm -hmm. chest on television. And so it definitely helped me to coach her through that mm -hmm. and separate from it. And she's also the one where I feel like um, Eckhart Tolle is someone, a, a spiritual teacher that I've studied, and he talks about the pain body. And, um, you know, a lot of what you do helps people mm -hmm. heal their pain body. But uh, for this child of mine in particular, like I know when 
some of these painful things in her life were put there. And so I feel like I can help her to heal them. And um, which brings me to a random question, but do you ever do this work on children? I, or what's the like age kind typically of? Typically it's 18 or older in my session. Now, if a parent wants me to work on their child, um, of course you have mm-hmm. to have the parent's permission and fill out you know a waiver and most of the time I'll have the parent even in the room while I'm working on the Mm -hmm. child um Reiki's it's all good yeah I mean because that's like I said I do it to her at night every night still like last night she rolled over on her back instead of a massage she's like ooh energy exactly (laughs) um it takes a lot less time usually like a half hour is all you would need because the energy is small you know (laughs) it doesn't need to to go through like it would an adult but no there's no age limit on it absolutely it's good for everyone okay cool um do you I think my next question was like how um how it helps people in like some real life stories but I know I can only use my own example when I had a session with you and the one thing that I really very vividly remember is um, you talking about my throat chakra and how it just felt or seemed like there was like a knife in it. And my journey just the past year or two has been trying to feel comfortable enough sharing this experience, sharing my spiritual awakening, sharing someone like you on my podcast where, you know, five years ago, a, I didn't even know it existed, and B, I probably would have not subscribed to it. And so I just feel like that, like, knife, and I think you had said, well, it could be, and I do believe in, like, that we have probably lived other, like, past lives, yes. so that's an option. Yes. Um, But I think I resonated for sure with the, like, you know, the knife that is still maybe lodged in my throat chakra Mm -hmm. Um, and and clearing that and healing it and maybe acknowledging that I'm still not telling the whole story or you know um, really confident like I still shield things from my in-laws or Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know things like that that um, that's still hard to to step into yes I think that's beautiful because that's exactly why I do what I do is to help people heal all of that and I have so much neck pain like the back of my neck still it's it's ongoing <laughs> healing is ongoing yeah. and sometimes we think we heal issues oh no it, it went away come and then... back up too because again <laughs> healing is ongoing yeah um I had an aha moment just today a funny little silly story um I'm a I grind my teeth. I clench my teeth. I, I, think I know I I'm doing do it, it all at, the time, you know, night. when I try to stop, mostly at night. But um, I have these weird things on my tongue right now on the sides, and it's because I bite my tongue all the time. Mm. I, too, have a lot of issues with my throat chakra that I'm always clearing out and trying to heal and grow and nourish. And I was driving over here, and I'm like, ah. I'm biting my tongue and it's like it's kind of how I was kind of raised sometimes you know to keep quiet Mm -hmm. not speaking my truth all the time and because of my fear of actually sitting here doing a podcast because I'm so private and um so 
just I'm not a great public speaker that I made that association where I'm like okay it's okay mm-hmm. just breathe let go let go we have to constantly be letting go of fears right we're human and so I made that association mm-hmm. just on the way over here today you yeah. know like it's okay right um so that's what the beauty of healing is a couple other fun stories um I did work on a client. Reiki's going to work regardless if someone believes in it or not. Mm. It's energy. It's healing. It's coming from a place of love. Uh, I had someone who did not believe in anything like this or woo-woo. And um, finally one time this person came to me and they were like, I'm having this knee pain. I've gone to the doctors. I'm wearing a brace. I'm doing all this physical activity I'm supposed to be doing. And it still hurts me. I don't want it to hurt. I don't believe what you do works, but can you do what you do? Right. <laughs> That's just exactly try it. how they said it. I'm like, of course. So um, I just sat down with them and I gave them Reiki just to their knee. It wasn't even a full session. And there's a room full of people and everybody's just talking. So again, it doesn't, it works. It doesn't have to be, you know, in a quiet room or whatever. <laughs> with soft music. No, it doesn't have to. It's still going to work. So I administered the Reiki to that area. And, gosh, I don't even remember how many years ago. This was probably right after my first attunement in 2007. To this day, this person will tell the story how they do not believe in what I do, but I helped fix them that day. (laughs) Really, it wasn't me. It was they were ready Mm -hmm. to receive that energy, essentially, to fix their knee. Mm -hmm. They never wore a brace again. Their knee was fine after that one session. Mm -hmm. So um, that was kind of a fun story where it actually healed a a physical part. Um, my specialty is working with people that have emotional issues and people that are going through spiritual awakening. Mm. Those are the people that tend to gravitate towards me and those are the people I tend to work with. Um, so, so many magical things come through and it is kind of a, a, a personal private thing. So I can't share too many stories, unfortunately, but I can say I can, um, have people have, information given to me that is from past life things for this person that they need to work through and heal um i will always get chakra and energy zones that things need to be released sometimes i get names of people come through that are important um for these people for their healing sometimes it's just me telling them how to meditate how to ground and protect their energy other times um images or places will come through that this person needs to go visit. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's raw, pure and organic healing is what it is and why I love it so much. So it definitely mm-hmm. helps people. What do you think people can do on their own? I know for me, I wanted to open my third eye and have maybe more intuition. Um, and so I Googled you know, how to open your third eye chakra. And I feel like what you have is a gift and you're kind of, you're channeling energy, but you're also spiritual enough to understand when you have heard a message or, Mm -hmm. you know, you said it's very intuitive. So what, like, would you tell people, like, how do you even know if what you're hearing is coming from like your own mind because mm-hmm. we talk a lot about like oh you're you could just be these thoughts that are swirling around in your own mind how can you really differentiate if you're hearing that guidance of your higher self or of a spirit guide that you might have like in your field is field the right word 
your energy field. Absolutely. So there's a few things that I would tell someone um, in that situation, things to do to kind of allow yourself to be more in tune with your spirit. Um, it's always grounding, number one. Ground, 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 ground. You have to be grounded and rooted. So whatever that means to the individual, if you want to just imagine roots growing off of your feet and you're pulling some white light up around those roots and up through your body, um, it could just be standing in mountain pose when you get out of bed in the morning and really kind of sinking down into the floor and feeling the energy rise up through your crown chakra and pulling that energy down again. A lot of it's just kind of playing with that energy, what the energy feels like. Um, and with that, your chakra zones too. Some people would start at their root and just imagine the colors of the chakra. I usually say just envision white light around each one of your energy zones and pull that energy up. Um, so that way you get that energy kind of flowing within you, you're grounded. The next step would be to protect your energy. Um, and you can do that just by swirling white light around you in a spiral formation. You could create a bubble around you and just fill that bubble of protection with white light. If your heart chakra is feeling a little heavy, go ahead and use some rose quartz and some green color in that energy just to fill that space up so you're kind of protected. Um, so that way, any lower vibration or any negativity that's kind of around you in your environment will kind of just slowly start bouncing off of you rather than in you. Um, another way to protect your energy is simply to envision a cocoon going around you too and fill that up with white light. White light's always your, your best friend when it comes to protecting. So whatever resonates for an individual, you can do whatever makes sense to you. Just because, you know, I turn myself into a tree from my roots going into the earth all the way up my body through my trunk, my arms, my hair. I'm just this total huge tree. So whatever makes sense to an individual, um, they should do. But you always want to ground and protect daily, okay. morning and night. Even during the daytime, if you have a crazy hectic job or there's a lot of energy, if you're in a large office or if you're working on clients all day, you really want to make sure you're, you're grounded and you're protected. So do it as often as you need. It may take a lot of time at first to figure it out, but then you'll get into practice where it's just easier. And it's almost like saying a word, I'm grounded now and you can feel grounded. So it's really a feeling you want to be able to feel to know that you're doing it right. There's no right or wrong way to do these things. It's always about intention. So that's the other thing that people can remember is all of this work is intention. Have the, the intention of it being healing for yourself and it's the right energy is gonna to come to you in that way. Uh, then the next thing would just be simply to meditate. Meditate, 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 however you feel connected to being still silencing your mind like we kind of touched base earlier it can be guided it can be oming it could be through yoga it could just be as simple as being out in nature it could be a prayer um, so really allow yourself meditation into your daily practice too just to kind of connect yourself to your higher self and then you just listen a lot of people will say that they're doing all of these things and they're asking their spirit guides questions but they're not getting any answers they probably are, they're probably just not understanding how the messages are coming through. Because the messages will come through in different ways. So it actually, you might hear a message in your head, it might be a thought that's coming. Um, don't ever second guess your, your thoughts in your head if you feel it's a gut feeling. That's your intuition, that's your message from spirit. It could come in the formation of numbers you might see 
555 uh, five, five everywhere you look or every time you know yeah, like you look at your phone you see the same numbers mm-hmm. well then go ahead and look those numbers up and see what they are you know see what the meaning is see what resonates with you pretty good chance if you keep seeing the same series of numbers there's a reason why um your messages can actually even come through strangers that you meet or conversations that you have on the random or just listen you can get in the car and turn on a song and that song's gonna have a message Mm -hmm. just anything that really kind of sparks you're like hmm interesting or oh I wonder what this means or I need to look into this always go with your intuition but just be mindful that these messages can come in any form. And a lot of times people are receiving messages. They're just not really hearing them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard different stories. Um, a guy that I follow, he told a story about him and his wife were walking one day. And they, maybe I think it was like some birds. Like one was injured and the other was trying to help it and... You know, just different things like this, if we're actually paying attention, you know, like we don't have to read into every little thing. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you see a deer hit, that doesn't mean that you're going to get in an accident or something. But, you know, what is that gut feeling that it like maybe triggers? Exactly. Okay. That's Um, exactly what it is. Well, and I feel like right now there's so many birds just like swarming outside the windows, (laughs) you know, and it's, I mean... I always think of that as like, oh, well, you know, maybe there's energy here. Like, they're just coming to see what's going on. Yes. And, um, so that's that's really interesting. And I feel like it brings up, like, you talked about how you meditate. And I have, I called it lucid dreaming meditation, where mm-hmm. I, I really just gave people instructions as a previous podcast. But it is that lying in bed clearing, you know, you have to stop the incessant noise in your head. Like you, you have to find a way to like Mm -hmm. breathe through it. Or I started two years ago, just counting my breaths because it was the only thing I could do to stop the thoughts Mm -hmm. was to count the breaths. And then now I'm better trained at, you know, just breathing deep. And, and then I do that. But I also, um, you had mentioned when we were off, um, the podcast you'd mentioned dreams and I really do feel like for me I see things in dreams I don't really know if it's necessarily a message or not a message I often write things down I I had a phone number appear in my dream last night and I wrote it down and I'm too scared to call it call it I mean I don't don't know (laughs) should I call it maybe we should do it live you should call that number. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, so like, I'm like, well, what's the area code? I'm like, God, just do this area code that you live in. Like, yes. oh my goodness. Those, but, are, those are messages. Yes, your dreams are another. Right? How did I not even think to say dreams? That's another way that we receive well, our messages and some, always. Yeah, some people, again, like, A, they don't pay any attention mm-hmm. to that. They don't realize, oh, they, and, or they think maybe it's just their subconscious. Mm-hmm. That happens. My kids will tell me about their dream. I won't, I won't say it on here because my son will kill me, but you know, it's like, it's like a subconscious thing that happened during the day that's just playing out in your, in your dream, which is also something that I believe happens. Yes. But hearing messages and being, paying attention, being aware of all the different ways that we can just be in tune. Exactly. 
and remember this is all energy and it's all healing and those are some of your most important messages will come through your dream state they're not going to make sense all the time but if you sit down and try to figure them out or look them up everything will start coming together for you and you'll probably have some aha moments definitely that's a great way to connect yeah I had I used to have a really bad recurring dream and I feel like that also I mean like especially if you have a recurring dream that is somebody trying to tell you something. And so pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, good. Well, let's talk about your sessions. Like how long are they? And, you know, what would someone expect showing up for the first time? You said okay. like the massage table. I think mm-hmm. we've talked about just the setting kind yes. of. You don't typically do a giant room of people. <laughs> No, it's one-on-one, and I always tell people just come with an open mind. Do not have any expectations. Uh, When we start, it is. It's quiet. It's dark. There's, you know, spa music playing, and um, we work the energy together. You just lay there, sink into the bed. Things to expect, though, during sessions. I always would tell a new client, um, you might see colors swirl in and out, your mind's eye when your eyes are closed so if you see that allow yourself to sink into that fluid motion allow yourself to feel that energy some people will see movies little like home movies play out I've seen that in Mm -hmm. meditation before it's Um, like a black and white like flashing really quickly and I'm like just slow down (laughs) that's how it is and I always say like little old home movies and I always go like this with my hands which we can't can't see see that (laughs) Um, but some people will have images come towards them Um, So I always tell people just whatever comes, go with that flow. Allow yourself just to feel relaxed because the more relaxed you are, the more uh, open you are to that energy. Or nothing. Exactly. I've had a couple where I don't have a whole lot of anything going on. And that's okay too because sometimes I tell people you might just actually just feel relaxed today and that's maybe what you need today Mm -hmm. because remember energy healing is healing that you need that day. Um, so sometimes too, people will feel heat off of my hands and they'll be like, did you have a heating pad on? Nope. That's just my hands. Sometimes my hands will get ice cold. It's different for everyone. And so I always say that these things are normal and it's also normal to not experience any of this also. Um, some people will feel, um, as I'm working up on their head, they may feel energy moving around down in their foot or they may feel like my hands are down on their feet when Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, and again, that's just because the energy is just going in your body in one certain area. But again, your body's moving that energy exactly wherever it needs to go. So you may feel the energy move Mm -hmm. around within you. Definitely felt like tingling in different places. And I feel that now when I meditate too. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have a couple different session offerings, right? Like a shorter, longer? Yes. um, I have a 30-minute, which is new. And that is just because I have so many people interested in what Reiki is and what it feels like. I typically don't recommend that because um, it's just a shortened session. It's basically just working on the crown and your root chakra. It's just 30 minutes. Um, I still like to consult afterwards if I do receive any messages to... um, allow more facilitation of healing when the client leaves but it's just kind of a real quick just a taste of what it is 
you'll still get benefits from it. So it's still great, but I always recommend the 60 minute because that's a full body. Okay. So we're able to um, work the whole 60 minutes and uh, the messages will kind of come through. And afterwards, I always say it's to, it's actually save 90 minutes for the 60 minute because we'll talk afterwards. And I feel like that, again, is the most important part for the, the healing aspect of it. You said save 90 minutes. So, so plan an hour, mm-hmm. it's an actual hour session of actual Reiki. But plan to stay later. Plan to stay a yes. little past that. Yes, because we'll chat afterwards. Good. And we go over exactly what the session was for you and what messages I picked up for you to, to continue the healing. And then I came up with, because um, I have some people that are going through some really um, difficult times emotionally and 60 minutes isn't just isn't just enough. We need a little extra time with them because there's a lot of emotional release throughout the session. Um, so I now offer a 75 minute session too of actual 75 minutes of, you know, the actual Reiki healing and then the time afterwards to talk to. So I have those three things. Um, I will be adding to the menu too to incorporate long distance healing soon and I'll kind of be amping up the service menu. Mm-hmm. And the, I think the reason that we met was a mutual friend. Um, I met, knew you, and you guys are opening a new studio together. Yes. Which is are. exciting because I was like, ooh, this could be my first like architectural uh <laughs> Where, you know, it crosses over into, like, the consciousness of my practice, so. Yes, and that was very synchronistic, too, because I was Googling architects, and you came up, and I'm like, hey, there's this female architect, because we kind of want to try to work mostly with women, and um, I brought your name up, and then we kind of just got busy, and we stopped looking for spaces, and then... She messaged me that she talked to you, and I'm like, hey, yeah, that's the lady that I hear. I'm following her on Instagram. (laughs) And you're like, and she's like kind of spiritual. And I was like, yes, that is exactly the kind of client that I want. So I am trying to put more of that out, but, you know, it's not... Um, yeah. yeah, so that was cool. That so was when is cool. when is all that kind of scheduled now? Um, because you found a space that was mostly done. So mm-hmm. that's... we found a location, and we're actually moving in. Um, my Reiki studio will be located in May. We start there. Um, so Julie's massage um, business will be in there. Our main goal is to have our salt room, our halo therapy um, installed, and that's the the room that's going to need some construction work. So we'll probably have a grand opening somewhere between July, August, just depending on all of the construction. That's exciting. We're very excited. And this is your first, like, your own studio spa. Yes, it is. Place. And I cannot wait. So everything that we'll be bringing into this space is going to have healing aspect to it. Mm Mm-hmm. Very good. What um, is, we kind of talked about, do we talk about like practical tips for people's first time, wear comfortable clothing? I mean, I think you yeah, it's just, covered at what people can expect mm-hmm. from trying it for the first time, different options, like a shorter. I, I think the 60 minute is, it's kind of like a, a massage, like when you go to get a massage, like mm-hmm. definitely for the first time, try 60 minutes. And um, I just really enjoyed when we did a session because I felt like it wasn't just the Reiki. It was really, I don't want to say it was like a therapy session, but I mean, I don't really believe in talk therapy that much anymore because 
some of the therapists that I've worked with more recently, just they don't get it. They don't, they don't understand, like we were talking about, like the thoughts and the awareness and they don't really understand aspects of spirituality. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's hard. So I felt like you were a really great kind of combination of, um, that therapy, like Mm -hmm. you said, like people that are working through big emotional things, uh, you can help them to clear it by becoming that channel for them. And exactly, thank you so much for saying that. That really makes me feel special. Um, again, it's it's all sacred space. It's it's healing. It, this guest is allowing me into their energy field, and I just feel that it is something sacred, and it's something that I um, honor, and um, I definitely love connecting to spirit. And it's just something that's natural for me, and it's very easy for me to connect and channel this information and these um, simple things that people can do to continue healing on their own. And it's coming from spirit, you know, so um, that's why I love doing what I love, you know. Um, It's my passion, and I feel like it is truly my purpose Mm -hmm. in life is to help others heal, facilitate healing. Well, and um, that's a great way. I feel like that is a great way to close. Um, I also feel like from, if I take myself five years ago, maybe not being open to this kind of uh, healing or therapy, you know, I, I think I have a tendency to maybe look back and feel sad. Like I didn't, I wasn't open to it. I wasn't even aware of it really. So I hope that I can introduce you to some people that are like, I don't know. I, you know, I tried talk therapy. I tried meditation and I didn't, I couldn't do meditation. Like this is a really, I feel like a really great blend of something that may be new, but it doesn't have to be totally, like you said, it doesn't have to be color. Like you see colors and all the things like I didn't have that experience, but I did have a a lot of growth and mm-hmm. healing and uh, awareness in my life after a session with you. So I hope that people, even if it's not something that they were raised with, even mm-hmm. though, you know, we might say spirit, I mean, you could also say God, exactly. you know, like you can lay on the table in prayerful meditation to the God that you believe in mm-hmm. and still like be open to you helping to facilitate like different healing in their life. Exactly. It's not a religion, but it definitely is connecting to the universal energy, that God energy. A lot of times I will describe Reiki as love. To me, God is love Mm -hmm. and Reiki is love. So it's very beautiful. Well, thank you. Thanks for being on here. Studio is Inner Whisper Studio. Um, and on Instagram, why don't you tell all the places people can find you? Sure. And um, on Instagram for Inner Whisper, Whisper Studio, um, it's simply at Inner Whisper Studio, um, and we'll have the updates for the grand opening and the build out and all of that great stuff for that. Um, if you're interested in following me personally for my Reiki work, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Angie A N G I Bunny B U N N Y. Um, and then Facebook, same thing. We have Inner Whisper Studio, and I also have an Angie Bunny DeMattis Reiki 
Facebook page. You can find me on there too. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. This was a, a pleasure.